Thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. St. John is located in Kingsland, Georgia, under the leadership of Pastor Michael H.L. Robinson. Today's podcast is titled, What is the Lord Saying to the Church? Sometimes the church needs to listen to what the Lord has to say. Goes on beyond our own heart. 
Amen. Kind of like your own house, your own apartment, amen. You're the king of your destiny. Amen. You're the queen of your, your domain, amen. But when it comes down to somebody else's place, we have nothing to do or say about that. You can think what you will, but it don't matter what you think when it comes down to someone else. Um, so with it, we've got to have a change in our hearts. We've got to hear what the Lord is saying to us. Amen. It does no good to say, oh, even if I know what the Lord is saying to you. But if the Lord don't talk to you, you're probably not going to receive. Now, there's some folk, amen, who are just not in tune and in touch with the Lord, amen, until you hear the Lord speaking and saying something about them, amen, and now we go and we're trying to address, but that's not what we're talking about. We're asking, you know, what is the Lord, what is the Spirit saying to the church, the church within? And that, that's what we're talking about this morning. But here we find the Lord speaks, amen, through the mouth of John, while John was at this isle called Patmos, amen. John, amen, he was a, a great revelator, and he spoke the word of God, he spoke it boldly, amen, even though someone with his own namesake had already been beheaded because he was for the Lord, amen. But because individuals get crucified and killed because they believe in the Lord, that's not, that's not, that is not enough for you and I to tuck tail and run and go the other way. Amen. When we see that happening, we got to stand and like Stephen did. We got to realize, amen, that we're going to live for God on time. That's what I told me this morning. Don't see it if you don't mean it. And that, 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 that's what we got. We got to stand right there and just believe that the Lord is going to take care of us, amen, no matter what comes, no matter what may, amen. And we got to realize, amen, that Jesus said that the world will hate you, not because of you. But because you identify, because you love him, because you belong to him, because they hated him. Right. They're going to hate you because they hated him. Yeah. It's not like you, you can look at family sometimes, you look at people, they don't like you because they didn't like your daddy. Right. They didn't like your mom, they didn't like the success that was found in their life. But here John is writing, amen, even as he then put the, he didn't just go there, he was cast out, he was sent to the house. He was kicked out. And when he was kicked out, and he found that was all the more reason to speak and do the work in the world. God, notice what happens to John when John is kicked out of this place where he can speak and proclaim the word. And John gets to that place and he speaks more boldly. So when you're crucified, amen, when you're terrorized, when folk come all over again, instead of going over in the corner and crying and trying to die, you need to bless God even more. <laughs> when I'm weak, that's when he's made strong. That's when we rely and depend on the Lord. And that's sometimes we can hear God the very best. Why? Because we get out of us. So, so, so we see here where John is speaking to seven churches. Amen. And it listens in there from verses chapter 2 and chapter 3 of Revelation. He's speaking to these seven churches. But as he speaks to these seven churches, something happened very interesting. Now, he, he speaks his word here, living here, what the Spirit said to the church. But now notice what happens when we start looking at these churches. Six of them had some major issues going on. Yeah, y'all know that, right? And, and in one of the churches, they seem to have it right. Yeah. That means their heart was right, their motives were right, and the people were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. But then these other things, they had a problem. Come like some of us. Yeah. The Lord's going to work on a problem. So when you have problems in the church, the Spirit will start speaking to you. And we'll be very careful to listen to what the Spirit has to say to the church. Notice what he says. He then has an ear. And here, 
what the Spirit said to him. But what happens? Too often, we had our mind made up, our heart fixed, and we would not change our mind. We would not change course for anything in the world. Why? Y'all ever been in a place where your mind's made up, amen, be it for something good or for something bad? And someone's trying to tell you something like, uh-uh, I don't want to hear that. You I don't want to hear it. Faith, the drama, I don't want to hear it. I don't have time for it. The same thing happens in the spirit. No, God, I got this. Y'all turn y'all, y'all, y'all hear any folk? Y'all turn them off. Turn them down. Y'all remember Javon, amen. He was wearing a hearing aid when he came in there looked the way they did. And he had to he kind of tune out. That's what we do, God, every now and then. We tune it out. I don't want to hear it. I got this. And we're so amen, arrogant and high-minded. We're so spiritual. We think because we just made up in our mind what to do. We don't want to hear nothing. And God already spoke to me. And God is still knocking on your door. He's trying to get your attention. He said, he doesn't have the ears like to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I need you to hear what I got to tell you. Right. Now notice that when the Lord comes and starts speaking to us, he's not always going to tell us everything is good. He's not always going to say the sun is shining. He's not always going to say there's a silver lining. He's just going to tell you, you got to be wrong. See, Christ said it this way here. I came to seek and to save those that are lost. Christ said like this. Those who are not sick, they don't need a doctor. They think they got it together, so they don't want to hear what the doctor got to say. There was a lady just the other day going through, I don't know if it was an airport or some machine was scanning her. She was at the doctor's office. And as she went through this machine, it was scanning her, and it detected like a mass. Y'all saw it? There was a mass on the inside of her, and so she went to her doctor, and the mass was cancerous. She would have never known had she not went through this x-ray, this machine, and it wasn't designed to catch anything, but just said you got a gun somewhere. But found out she had some stuff wrong. Maybe, just maybe, you know, she was one of those, now I'm not going to the doctor, but some of us think if we go to the doctor, he's going to find somebody who's going to hear it. But we got to get to the place and we're one. I want to go see what the doctor has it. Even though I'm feeling good, go get the checkups. Right. That's all I'm talking about now. Being aware of the breast cancer, we got to be aware that there might be something going on with us and it's better to catch it early. But when we tune out the Lord, we don't want to hear God. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear what you got to say. You might tell me something bad. I think I got it going on. So the Lord's are speaking at the mouth of John, amen, to these various churches. Though John was cast out, John's not writing letters back to these churches, telling each and every one of them what they had wrong. See, some of us, we think that every time we hear news, it's got to be good news. People got to build a power here. I mean, every, time, every time I get around, they tell something to wrong. I want to hear it. Y- y'all ever been there? Y- y'all ever have a friend like that? They're about to mess up. And the Bible says there's wisdom in counsel. So they're coming with the dumbness saying, you know, I'm about to go out and rob a bank. What do you think about it? You know, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. I don't have any money going on. And I, I got a plan. I can get away with it. And some of you say, well, if that's the way you feel. And those of us who are born again would say, no, I love you enough to tell you, don't do the dumbness. You're gonna get caught. Oh, you don't you don't want me to be successful. No, I'm telling you, if you want something, go to the Lord and ask, and then He will give you a good and a perfect gift. He will make a way for your every single need. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk to you because you don't want to steal my fire. No, that's what the Lord sometimes. So John is speaking and he tells the church that saw his. He said, these things said he that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know not works. The church, the Lord already knows everything about us. Stop trying to hide your dirty deeds from the Lord. The reason a lot of folk don't come to church nowadays, they don't want to hear they, they, they want you to tell them they can name it, claim it, and go grab it, and they're good with it. Not so. But we come that we hear what the Lord, not what my brother had to say. My word's going to mount to a hill of beans. You go to Walmart and ask them to give you one of them chicken wings on my name, they're going to say, give me 75 cents. That's they're going to say. Go to McDonald's, ask them for a cup of coffee. Mike Robertson sent me. Okay, I'm, I'm glad he did. Give me a dollar sitting down for coffee. That's what's going to happen. That's it. The same identical thing. And then here, the Lord is speaking, amen, to the church. That I know your works, that thou hast a name. Let's talk about that for a minute. How many of you know what your name is? I ain't talking about the name that you mulligated. I'm talking about how God knows about what you're doing. You know, he said, thou has a name, that thou living, and yet you're dead. Some folk, they think because they can do certain things, they got it going on for the Lord. Because they can speak a tongue, they can sing, they can preach, they can dance. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Stop resting on those type of worlds. God says, I know that thou hast a name, that thou livest and are dead. So I'm telling you, and that's something you don't realize it. But preach on this told something good today. I'm trying to give you something that the Lord is telling us that we need. And when I preach, I preach first to me. And then to you, he says, you have a name that thou lives in your mind. You think you got it going on. But God said, you're spiritually dead. Make it plain in me. Every now and then, you find yourself only coming and doing because there's something for you. For me, I'll bring this up here for me. No one pays you. No one pays you to do this stuff. But you come in, you're going to get a pat on the back. You get an acting and you feel good. Y'all want to do a flounder wall in Ooh, but I get all this stuff in my dinner thinking. Pain's coming after what? Yeah. Yeah. I have a name that I live in and you think you're lively. Y'all ever hear them songs that you sing that just make you want to dance and just make you want to shout? You hear them lying at him, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, or call out, stretch my hand, or oh, I need me every hour, and just strike something in you. Yeah. 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 And we think we call that. The Bible declares that you know the tree by the fruit that it bears. Woo! The tree by the fruit that it bears. Not what you are showing, folks. You can hold it up all day long. Oh, look at these here. These chrysanthemums I got up here. You ain't no chrysanthemums. They get roses. But that's what we're doing, and we think we're alive, and yet we're spiritually dead. Why? Because we're not producing any fruit for the Lord, and those who think they're producing fruit, you're doing something, but it's not for God, and therefore it's no good. The fruit is going to be good, and then you yourself, Lord, I preach for you. Lord, I sing for you. Lord, I proclaim the gospel for you. Lord, I can see the record where all these folk came and gave their life to the Lord. I'm alive, God, but you're dead because you're not doing it for him. You're doing it for yourself. John says, amen, you have a name that you're alive, yet you are dead. But he says, now to them, he says, be watchful and strengthen the thing which remains. So with that, he said, amen, though we 
my right, there's still something on the inside, amen, that's still alive, amen, and that very thing is what you've got to build up, amen. Search yourself, amen, and find out, amen, what little spark is still in there, what is still motivating you, God, what part is real, and all that stuff that is not moved out of the way. Move it out of the way. You be watching. Now, what was going on here? They had some folk, amen, within the midst of the church, amen, and they were doing this wrong. What do you do when that happens, church? Do you leave? Do, do, do you sit there and praise God? Or do you leave? Or do you sit there and praise God? What do you do? Here's what he said, and he says, remember, amen, those things which are behind and work on those things. So I'll read a book one day, and it said, we as people, and even as leadership, one of the things we do too often is we magnify the bad. And when we find a church, amen, where 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work and 80% of the hanging out, we will go and we will try to fix this 80%. We want y'all to get on board. We want y'all to get it right. Instead of going over here and saying, okay, let me fine tune, let me sharpen this 20% that we can do even more. Because I don't care where you go, what church, what job you look into, amen, you're going to find there's a small remnant of people that's doing all the work. You don't believe it, look around and say, Am I right about it? Don't, don't be ashamed to say the truth, amen. I know I'm right about it, amen. You got a core group of folks that does everything from doing the finance, amen, to cleaning the church, to going out and representing the church. We just talking about what we're talking about this morning, amen. Just saying what the truth is. But what they need to often, we're, oh, we've got to get them right. No, he says, this is what he says, amen. Be one and strengthen the things which remain, amen. Those things that are good, those things that are edifying for the body, those things that need to make the church move, those things that allow the word to go forth, those things we need to strengthen and find out the good in you and build that up. And then, Lord, all this other, I need to move it out of the way. And God, if I don't move my strength, my grace is sufficient for you. But you got to focus on me that thing which is good and edifying for the body and stop worrying about all the other stuff. You can't do anything about other folks. You can't do something about you. Thank you, Lord. He says now, because those things are ready to die. If you have two roses and you got one of them that's dried out, a lot of us will start doing what? We're going to cultivate it. We're going to fertilize it. And then we're going to pull the weeds from around it. And we may even just take it and we're going to transplant it somewhere if you need a little more sunlight. So we're going to put it right over there. And that's going to be Daddy, don't you wait for that to do it. It's so long ago. Let me put it back over here. And we just keep going. There we go. Let me, let me, he said, prune. So I'm going to cut some of them off. And just cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. Meanwhile, the sun is just killing these off because they're getting no love. They're getting no rain. It's getting no water. No fertilizer. Because we're trying to build up that which is dead. Instead of this thing which is alive. That's what we've got to do. But too often, we spend ourselves, our, our energies, our time on dead stuff. We're trying to stop folk from knocking. We're trying to stop folk from not coming. We're trying to stop folk from not being a tither. We want to be it. We want to come. We want to all be involved. But I don't know about you. I mean, God said it. He's here. Let the church hear what the Spirit says. And see, because he just has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says in the church. Church, be very careful and very mindful to hear what God is saying, not just to your preacher. Listen when the Lord is speaking. The Lord has, over the last two years, repeated some things for us 
I was about five, six different Hebrew miles from this very pulpit. When I left school so Wednesday, amen. You hear what the Lord is saying. So now we need to go attend to what the Lord is saying. So he tells us that very clearly now. Be watched for and strengthen the things which remain, particularly yourself. That very thing where your faith resides, that very thing, that very spark, strengthen that. Strengthen, man. Build it up, amen. For it's ready to die. Say, I am not found to thy work be perfect before God. Say, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Listen good to what the Lord is saying to us this morning. At the time, they had a firm and solid, sound doctrine that they were given at the hand of John and the hand of the apostles, amen. But as the, the power of you start moving them out of the way, amen, false prophets and preachers start coming in and start giving them a watered-down gospel, giving them a version of the gospel, amen, that is not according to the word of God. And folk start falling behind. How? Because they were not studying to show themselves approved before God, and therefore they would fall into anything. Some folk had itchy ears. One of the greatest sins that we have today in our church is the fact that we're not studying. And therefore, folk are giving us doctrines that are not. How do they do it a little bit at a time? A little bit at a time. I'm going to tell you what you hear now. So y'all take the Bible when you get home. Amen? You take a look at the Word of God. Everybody own the Bible? What kind of Bible you have? You might find some people what kind of Bible you have. King James? Living Word? King James? King James, any, any others? New Heritage, New World Translation, Living Translation, General Gospel. See, a lot of these Bibles nowadays, they are getting away from the Word. How do we miss it? Y'all taking the international version. There's scriptures that are taken out of your Bible. Wow, preacher, I ain't doing that. We'll look on John somewhere. You'll you find several of them. If you don't believe this, just check me out. But here, that the doctrine is being perverted. And as a result, we're going forward. Why can the average Christian not quote and recite and know the word of God as it's written? Reading all these different translations. I was sitting in the pulpit. I was sitting up there one day and someone was reading it. Someone was reading it. I think I'm on the wrong thing. So we're going to John 3 and 16. My Bible said John 3 and 16. No, it ain't here. And I get there. I'm listening. What the? Y'all been there and read some other world translation. That is how we get like this here. When he says, hold fast and repent. You hold fast to that thing that you're received. The only way we have salvation, church, is through Jesus Christ and him crucified. By receiving him as our Lord and our Savior. What is the Lord saying to us today? We need to know the word. We got to get back to it and we got to get back to it. Give me another tongue. I don't come to anything. general defilement in the church and the Lord is saying, I need you to hear what I've got to say to you. We've got to get back to hearing and knowing the voice of God. Now, in here, it seems like the whole nation they had become Christians in an hour. Look at our day. Everybody want to identify with some type of spiritual belief and they say it's Christ and it's not. Go out and find your own gospel. Put your own spin on it. Well, here's what he's saying to me. Ain't what he says. Here's how I see it. The Bible reminds us that the Bible, the Word of God, is not open for any private interpretation. It's all what the Spirit of God is saying to him. God is the one 
one that made you, he saved you in it, and he's the one that's keeping you. Therefore, we've got to do it his way. And as your God and brought us word, he told us very clearly, don't worry about the handful that you might have. Not all that matters. But you take those that you have and you use them. God is a God that we got to glorify. God is omnipotent. And when you notice when there's too many folks, church, God is all them down. Too often, amen, we want to go into battle, amen, we want to get 20,000 folks to go in and fight with us because we know we got more people, we got the power, overwhelm them. Notice, you take all the military geek. You don't send 20, 30,000 troops in there to do a job. You send a small handful. Take the Green Berets, take the Navy, just a handful of guys going and do it. Notice the way that man when Gideon was ready to go in and fight. He was ready, y'all. He got built because the number of people there behind him. And God said, You got too many. So he moved like, You got too many. He took some out. That's the way God gets the glory. But we're going to be able to hear it. If God told you to get rid of some folk, what do you do? Y'all see what I'm going right? God said, You got too many folk in here. They, they're not giving you the word. They're not giving you sound doctrine. They're coming and telling him what they feel good about. Get ready. He goes a little further. He says, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, if you don't do what I want you to do, if you don't listen to my word, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know the hour I will come upon thee. When, they, when God is going to move and do a work, he ain't telling me I'm coming at a certain time. He told me this morning in the Sunday school, man, I'm going to come at night. That's what he said, I'm going to come at night. I'm coming in. Christ said, I go and I prepare a place for you. And I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. When you're coming, I don't even know, Christ said. Only the Father in heaven knows it is. Therefore, we got to watch. we got to give a God because one of these days, church, he is going to come back. You don't know now when I'll come back. He says, Thou had a few names, even as Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Because they have not defiled their garments. Some of us, we get to the place and we get holier than thou. And we think we got it all going on. Man, when I walk into church this morning, brother, man, my heart was right, my mind was right. Them folks just weren't right, man. They know they should have been shouting, they should have been dancing, they should have been speaking in tongues, but they wouldn't do it. They ain't got no God in them. Y'all stop talking that craziness. Elijah, amen, he had the right heart and the right mind when he said, Lord, I and I only am the only one that I'm the only one worshiping you. That's paraphrasing. God said, no. I get 7,000 who have not bowed themselves before Baal. And because you can't see what a person is doing, you can't see the content of their heart, don't mean they ain't right. The Lord delivered me from drinking many years ago. You see me coming up to the liquor store, the first thing folks going to say, that preacher, he's drunk. He got Jack, he got the Hennessy, he got the Kavasi, he got all this stuff. How you know all this stuff? That, that, that'd be the first thing. If y'all saw me coming out of the spirit place across the road, yeah. y'all tell the truth to change the devil. Yeah. Deacon Davis, that preacher, he, he was that sweating and shouting. He, he didn't have the spirit on him. He had the spirit on him. He had the spirit in him. That's what was wrong with him. That's why he's all excited. And we was like, that's why we was calling him hot. Because we think that we have everything ourselves. If we felt that way, 
if you fail, they always messed up. If you fail at the system the brothers have messed up to, what do you do? You better say it to you. You go to them. Why do folk come and go talk to somebody about somebody else? They want to gossip, not worry about it. They want to gossip. They're not looking at you, amen, do anything but get drawn into that mess, amen. But you got to get to the place in your life where you don't entertain the mess. And you know, some folk, the only time they're going to call you, all the time they're going to text you, all the time they're going to tweet you, they're going to FaceTime you when they got some juicy down. I got somebody to talk about, girl. So what did it take you to go down and hang out with all They won't call you back. Elijah, you know, and he was the only one that was serving God. He's like, I'm the only one to hear God's voice. See, God was setting the record straight. God said, no, I got a whole bunch of folk reserved. I got them waiting for that day. Notice something happened in the church. Notice what happened. Every now and then when you get someone just like that all together, if I'm not here, this place will fall apart. Yeah. Give me that cheap like that written in the notes there. Man, when I leave, this is going to be a mess. Give me that like that job. When I leave, ooh, ain't going to be in trouble. And they have to leave, what happened? It gets better, and it rolls on. Like that big wheel keep on rolling. That, it don't stop. You are not the one that has a market on God. But here, God says to the church at the mouth of John, and he said to us this morning, if you got an ear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In the old days, you would hear God speaking at the mouth of just the prophets. Amen? And then further, you go a little bit further, and as Christ is about to when Christ is back, I hear God speaking at me. So I heard a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, whom I want. We hear what he's saying. And now he's speaking to these churches at that time, but if there are things he's saying to them, he's saying to us right now. If you don't believe me, take a look at these seven churches in Revelation. Read up on them. Read up on all seven of those churches and then back yourself up and see how John was speaking forward to the churches of our day. We have the same identical thing going on today that was going on then. And therefore, God and I change not the way I brought them out and the same way I'm going to bring you out. There's nothing new under the sun. Even though medicine's constantly change, God and I'm still the one that's going to make y'all right. This is why we have so much sick. I read a little article last night to my niece. She had some fibroids. She was probably 30 years old. And she changed her toilet diet. Amen. She started eating vegetables and things like that. And in her heart, She's a born again believer, had been for a long time. Feels that a lot of the things she's eating and taking that creates the problems in her body. If y'all notice, ladies, 50 years ago, how many people had these issues? A little. But now God is saying to us the same identical thing that He's saying to the churches here. The same thing. The way to get fixed is remember where we came from. Remember the word of God. And remember, the only way to get things right is by doing it the way God says. And God is speaking to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, and to me as individuals. He's speaking to our hearts. If your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your children, they hear, don't go and say, oh, God said this to you. They know God's speaking to you. You didn't have an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And stop listening to those other spirits. Finally, notice, John was totally isolated from all those churches. 
and heard the voice of the Lord speaking to him, and he went. Here's the boat. Unloaded to sink. And it's been dancing history what God says to do. And that word echoes just today, church. We got the obedience. Notice now why some of us can't hear. Why not? Because we have not received Jesus Christ as our Lord. And many folk, there's many gifts, many talents, many folk in there who don't even call on the name of Jesus Christ. They can sing, they can preach, they can do a whole lot, they can do a whole lot better than we can. And they seem to know the word better, but that's not what counts. They don't have a relationship with the Lord. In order to hear him, you've got to have Christ in your heart. You've got to receive him. And if you don't receive Christ, you can't hear what the Spirit can hear. Womp, 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 womp. And then in your mind, you decipher and you discern what you want that to be. And it's not God. God said he would have an ear, but then hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. God started out, amen, at the mouth of John, they know where it started is, and he started telling what they had going on. Told them things they had good, and then he told them how to fix it. God is showing us how to get fixed, how to get right. Don't think he's got it all going on. The only church that seemed to have it right was the church at Philadelphia. We're not the Philadelphia church. The church in our world is not the Philadelphia church, but I believe we can be. I believe it can be if we hear what God is saying to us. Amen? Amen. Let us bow here. Father God, today we thank you for speaking to us, oh God. We ask God, even now, Lord God, lead us, touch our hearts, our minds, open our ears up to hear what your spirit says to us, Father God. Lord God, even now, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, God, who is not saved, I pray, God, this day, this moment, this hour, you'll save them, God. Draw them out of darkness into your light. God, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, oh God, God, who is not able to hear you, but they're your child, God, I'm asking that you, God, will remove the deafness from the ears, oh, Lord God, remove the hardness from their heart, oh, God, remove, God, the blindness from their eyes, God, they can see you, they can hear you, they can receive you, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Mm, God, we say thank you for all the things you've done, God. We thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us, oh, God. We ask God in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the word just as much as I have. Tune in next time for St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. Thank you and be blessed.